have you had i'm going to this is just for the levels have you had your breakfast yet uh yeah had had some in light tell me more about it so i can check your level against mine oh right sure yeah um i made some tea chai um masala chai, chai. tea it's, it's what it's yeah yeah chai tea which is kind of weird um in 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 tamil or, or in any indian language chai means tea so when someone says chai tea tea, tea. they're saying tea tea yeah so Wow, um, you know what? That is so interesting, David. That I'm going to leave that in the podcast if that's all right, and then we'll just start now. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. I didn't hit the yeah, jingle, yeah. and then we'll go. <laughs> English with Rob. Here's David. He's in Japan, and for breakfast he had some chai tea, which is technically tea tea, right? Exactly. Wow. What a Wouldn't have it any other way. Cool. I think that's probably the best intro I've ever done. What else did you have for breakfast? Just tea? No, I had some tea, and um, uh, my wife got these um, chestnut dessert things uh, from somebody at work. So had one of those as well. Uh, it was a, it was like a cake, chestnut cake. Ah, I often have a sweet cake thing for breakfast. Yeah, I like that. I've been following you for a while on Instagram, David, and I think the first time. You um, commented on one of my videos was when I posted something about Hot Wheels. I think I'd seen some Hot Wheels in a shop and I just took a selfie with them or something. Uh, yeah, I, th I think, I, I don't know if it was just a, yeah, it was just a picture um, of Hot Wheels. And I think you, you wrote about how um, this was one of your hobbies or this was one of your interests. And I was like, dude, that's, that's amazing. That's awesome. Because I was at that time, right about that time, um, really into Hot Wheels myself. I had, I still have a lot of them with me, but I've sold tons of them since then. Hmm. Um, but I was super into them and I said, hey, that's that's awesome. I'd love to see more of your collection. At least that's that's what was running through my mind at the time. Right, I never posted any more of my, I wouldn't call it a collection really, maybe more like a pile of Hot Wheels. Um, but then this is why our Hot Wheels link, uh, and I saw also that you often post about cars or some, often recently from within your car. So all those tied together, I thought cars would be a great subject for you and I to chat about. Yeah, well, well thank you. I, I appreciate having the opportunity. <laughs> I know, you're more than welcome. Okay, um, so we're gonna talk about cars. Not so much, actually, uh, going back to the Hot Wheels, I didn't really want to talk about uh, model cars for too long but um did you make any profit when you sold your hot wheels just is that too personal a question <laughs> no i actually did i actually did? did okay let's not say how much uh, um yeah I, mean, I can probably I, I don't even know how much exactly because it, it was some time back mm. but there was this one lot that i scored for a really good bargain i think it was a lot of like 50-ish cars um that i found on ebay and i just put in a bid I didn't expect to win the auction because it was a super low bid. I ended up winning the auction. Um, now I didn't buy it just to flip them, um, uh, which means I didn't buy them just so that I could sell them for a profit. Yeah, nice. Um, I nice actually bought them because slang verb to flip them. Yeah, like you, you can flip yeah. a house, right? Just buy buy a house that's uh, a bit old and needs some work, and then you flip it. You do the work, make it look nice, and then you sell it at a profit. So, you all right. So you didn't plan to flip the cars. No, I, I didn't. Um, these were all really nice cars that I, I wanted in my collection. Um, and so I, I got them. And then when I was moving from Malaysia, which is where I was at the time, to Japan, I had to get rid of a lot of my stuff. Um, and so it, it started with uh, the most valuable cars in my Hot Wheels collection. Uh -huh. um, so there's one car that I sold for like... Uh, three hundred dollars ish and 200 is what i paid for the whole lot of 50 cars okay well i hope my wife listens to this particular episode that way i can justify <laughs> having <laughs> like these old uh red line hot wheels cars that i've well i've only got one red line which i found at flea markets and stuff and the red line cars this is why it can be fascinating to find old ones and collect them the red line correct me if i'm wrong they were only made for a brief time in the 70s and 80s. Is that right? Do you know? Is this, is this... Yeah, there's something like, there's. Some, I'm not super into the red lines because uh, like I'm not that familiar, but I've, what I've read from, from what I remember is that 
yeah, the original Red Line series was from the the seventies or something like that. But right now, they there's still like Red Line cars that are being made and sold, um, and like the the label or the the card that's on them will still say Red Line. Um, but people who are really into them will be like, those are not when we're, they're talking about uh, high collector value Red Lines. They're talking about like the originals from the seventies and uh -huh. stuff. Yeah. Um, what's what's your story like? How did you actually get into Hot Wheels cars? <laughs> it's, it's a bit sad, really. Um, um, I don't know. I, well, I always had uh, toy cars as a kid, I suppose. And, you know, I've never really grown up properly uh, when it comes to toys and stuff. Um, and they still give me some sort of joy. And when I was a kid, I was really, really, really into. Do you know the TV show The Dukes of Hazard? Do you know that TV show? I've I've heard of it. I've never seen it. I'm going to explain it anyway because I think yeah. there are a lot of listeners out there who've probably never heard of it. Maybe they know yeah. the 2005 movie that wasn't very successful. But when I was a kid, I was really into the TV version, which was only on for a short time when I was a kid because, um, well, I, I grew up and it stopped being on. So it stopped being on in about 1986, I think. So I was really young, and I think there were some repeats along the way. But basically, I, I hadn't seen it from the age of like I don't know seven until they finally brought the DVDs out when I was at university but all that time that's that's how I really got into the cars because I really like that tv show and um it's it's basically lots of car stunts and cars jumping around and cars chasing each other and that's why I had a lot of um toy cars as a child oh wow <clears throat> sorry for my voice I should explain to everyone I asked David at the start what he'd had for his breakfast to test the sound. It's breakfast time for you, but it's like after we started at midnight, so it's quite late for me. That's why my voice is crackling a bit and why maybe I'm going on a bit too long about why I'm into toy cars. <laughs> it's supposed to be about cars, not toy cars. Anyway, um, now I have kids, I can justify more having cars. And um, near one, a teaching job that I had in the center of town in Frankfurt, there was a euro shop, like every, everything in there is one euro and they had Hot Wheels. And I had read somewhere that about um, these Hot Wheels that are called Super Treasure Hunt Hot Wheels. Do you know about them? Yes. Okay, yeah, you talk I've for a bit. I've yeah. been talking too long. What are, what are Super <laughs> Treasure Hunt Hot Wheels? Briefly, I guess we have um, to get onto cars at some point. Yeah. Well, Real well, cars. Sorry. With, with Hot Wheels, they're these tiny miniature cars about three inches long. Um, and there's, there are these, they're, they usually cost about a dollar each, but in every box of them that's shipped at, that's shipped out to the stores, there'll be usually one, uh, what's called a super treasure hunt edition or version of, um, one of the cars in that series. Um, and it'll have like a special type of paint on it. It'll be like a special metallic paint. It might have a, a couple of slightly different uh, decals on it, um, or it basically will have a little bit more detail than the reg than the regular standard one. Mm -hmm. And uh, it'll also have uh, cooler wheels, like wheels that that actually look like real wheels, not just like a, a disc of plastic. Um, and it'll have rubber tires. So those are called super treasure hunts. And if you manage to find one in the store, it'll cost you exactly the same as any other car, any other Hot Wheels car. Um, but if you sell that on the secondhand market, if mm -hmm. you try to flip it, you will usually be able to sell it for more than you paid for it. And something I wonder about with these is, are the people in the shops, do they know about it? You know, is there any chance of actually finding one? Because if somebody working in the shop knows about this, when they're stacking the shelves with these $1 Hot Wheel cars, um, they'll be like, oh, a super treasure hunt. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll buy that with my staff discount, get it for less than one euro and uh, stick it on eBay. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what you just described is called scalping, right? Scalping, um, yeah, it's in, a scalp. Yeah, in in collector circles, they, they call it scalping and people who do that are called scalpers. And uh, they're, they're worse than the devil himself uh, to collectors. Um, and I, I, I was in Malaysia when I was collecting Hot Wheels, right? So Malaysia is like probably the worst place I've seen when it comes to scalping, especially for Hot Wheels. Well, they're made um, there, aren't they? Yes, yeah, they're made there. But what's what's worse is like most. It, it's such a popular hobby uh, collecting Hot Wheels that most um, people who work in the stores they actually know about it. Yeah. Um, and, and not only that, but 
even people who they either know about it or they'll know somebody who's into Hot Wheels. And because those particular collectors have connections with people who work in stores, they'll basically get first dibs on every box that's open. Yeah, like come and um, watch me while I put these cars out and we'll <laughs> we'll find the good ones. Yeah, or like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be stacking the shelves at this time on this day. Um, that's a good time to come into the store, that sort of thing. Because um, when you're in Malaysia and you're going through any, any regular department store, uh, wherever they sell Hot Wheels, you will very rarely see replicas of real cars. Um, especially replicas of real Japanese cars. I mean, those are the ones that are, are the most popular or the highest in demand there. Um, you'll only see like all the fantasy cars, um, yeah, the, the weird things with flames shooting out the sides and stuff. Yeah, but that, that's and, what the kids, you know, want. That's the crazy stuff that uh, kids go, wow, look at all those bright, crazy colors and wicked wheels and flashes and stuff. It's got a face. It's got eyes and ears and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want that um, one. And then, yeah. But the ones which but, just look like any car in the street or a really nice car in the street. Yeah. Um, the, the ones that collectors are into, you won't find them in, in the stores in Malaysia. Um, you will find American muscle cars, but that's because most people in Malaysia aren't into those. All oh, right. So maybe they just, uh, that's for a different market. What about the... Um, because something I like to get a lot is the TV cars like the Batman and the Back to the Future and uh, the Yellow Submarine. And I've never found the Ghostbusters one, but I would definitely buy that if I found it. Are they, do they become valuable? Uh, to some extent, but still like um, what people are most into in, in, in Malaysia are like Japanese tuner cars, uh, Hondas, Honda anything, uh, Honda Civics. They, they go for quite a bit of money on the secondhand market. Huh. Um yeah, all the, the earlier Fast and Furious type cars. Oh yeah, Fast and Furious, they do those too, yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right, you, well, let's... <laughs> let's I, was, I was just about to ask you something I about... I don't know, about, I'm okay. at a point where I'm thinking either we're going to make this actually now uh, talking about model cars or we're going to talk about cars. <laughs> and the problem is that I've made loads of car jingles and I've not made any talking about model car jingles. So... Uh, <laughs> all right. I don't think, do you think there was any useful car vocabulary in there? I think there was all, uh, collecting vocabulary. Yeah. Uh, tuner cars. Um, what's a tuner car? Uh, Is it a car that looks like a really big fish? Oh no, that's uh, a, tu that's that's a tuner car. That's, that's a tuner car, <laughs> yeah. which there's probably, there's probably something like that in the Hot Wheels lineups uh, anyway, but <laughs> that wouldn't be so collectible, I think. Uh, yeah. Actually, um, uh, my kids card. have a toilet one. It, it's a car, but it looks like a toilet. I say my kids have it. I, I bought it for them. I was like, this is funny. You should have this toilet car. <laughs> but I've not seen a fish car. Well, and you keep the cool Hot Wheels one for yourself. You, you keep the cool ones for yourself, do you? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I used to have a stash, but I've, I've given them all away when, when uh, like cousins come around and stuff. But when I see a Dodge Charger, right. because that's the car that was in the D Dukes of Hazard TV show I like, I've got a few different uh, right. painted versions of dodge chargers they always bring out the same cars but with different paint jobs and different colors and different yeah. weird designs yeah yeah the, uh, the dukes of hazard one I, that's i was going to ask is like uh, do they have a dodge charger in that because it's a dodge charger. i have yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's a big problem with the no oh, we shouldn't go into this but <laughs> there's a big problem with dukes of hazard because on the roof of the car they had the confederate flag which was a like an emblem of the south of you know, the Southern States of America where it's all set. Yeah. Um, but that flag is strongly associated with um, slave owners because the Confederates, you know, the, the ones who wanted to rule America, the reason they had the war, part of their reasoning was because they wanted to keep slavery. So that flag is not a good flag, but it was, you know, in the TV show in the eighties, it was there with good intentions. But um, so this is one reason. Yeah. And I think licensing why Hot Wheels never, make this car and in fact you oh, know they don't no well you used to be able to buy it and uh, yeah. you know I've, I've got a few whenever i find them at flea markets and on ebay i've bought some i've got like a handful a handful that's a nice yeah. amount to use a handful um and uh they don't make them anymore a few years ago when people started saying you know this tv show shouldn't be on tv even because it shows this flag and um yeah they stopped making 
any, not just collectible. Well, there were there were only collectible ones then because kids aren't into the Dukes of Hazard. Only <laughs> middle aged men are. Right, and, right. and maybe well, women too. Maybe women too. <laughs> so that would probably drive the um, prices up, right? In the, like in the collector's market, well, just because they're going to become more hard to find. Well, maybe. Right? I love your choice of language. Drive, drive the market, drive the value up. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so yeah, let's now yeah. do our useful car vocabulary. Okay, so fasten your seatbelts. It's a game. So I'm going to describe a part of the car for you. And when you say the the vocabulary that I have in mind, the piece of the car that I'm thinking about, the useful vocabulary, then you'll get a that's correct. Yeah? I think it's going to be pretty awesome. Easy. All right. So this is a wheel, but it's a wheel that you touch a lot. The, the steering wheel. That's correct! Oh, was that too loud? <laughs> yep, steering wheel. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, awesome. Okay, here's the next one. Um, so traditionally, you put your key in it, but I think there are different types these days. What's that? Ignition. That's correct! The ignition. Or is ignition the, um, the motor which starts the car and not actually the key? Like, if it has a button, do you still call that the ignition? It's still the ignition. It's still um, connected to the motor that turns the car on, right? Correct. So it's called the ignition, but it's the full name for it is the ignition switch. Because it turns on the ignition, which then gets everything else going. See, this is why you're a great cars guest, because I don't know this kind of stuff. Okay, <laughs> this is good. I need to dig into your knowledge of cars and get the really useful stuff. Uh, so what are the things which clean your windows? Window washers. Washers, you say? Yeah, it's like a little jet that shoots out like oh, window right. washer. Oh, uh, okay. And and then what happens? Or wipers that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just tell me again. What are they called? The, what's the full name? Uh, which one? Window washers, wipers. Window, window wipers. Called window wipers. Oh no no. Um, I, I just call them wipers. Okay. But the, the 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 jet of washer fluid that comes out and sprays on your windshield. They're called window washers or windshield washers. Okay. Ah, right. Okay. That's what I wanted to get. Yeah. I wanted to know if you were going to say windscreen or windshield and you said windshield. So that is a test for something we're going to do later. <laughs> okay. Okay. That sounds intriguing, right? Listeners. I hope so. Okay. What's the thing you put your foot on to make it go faster? The accelerator pedal. That's correct. Yeah. Or just the accelerator, but it, it is a pedal. Um, what is the pedal on the left? Another test. If it's a real car, it's called the clutch. Right. Yep. So that was another <laughs> test. I was going to see if you were like, oh, automatic. The left thing is the brake. No, it's the clutch. But again, the clutch is the pedal, but also, no, no, it's connected to the gearbox, right? So I guess the clutch is just the pedal, not the motor. The motor is the gearbox. Uh it's the clutch pedal and there is a clutch inside the gear gearbox and and that's what you're activating with your left foot okay okay so it yeah. is called not after the pedal but after the piece of mechanics that it operates yep that's right um the, the clutch is just like a a big round disc uh, or a plate um and it's got usually uh, some sort of friction material similar to what you find on brake pads Mm -hmm. And that makes contact with like a, another spinning disc connected to the engine. And when they make contact, there's friction and they both spin together. And the, and then that makes your gearbox transmit the, the rotation to your wheels. Wow. You just give us like um, a load more useful vocabulary. That's really good. <laughs> the thing that those real cars you're talking about have that the easier to drive cars don't. Uh, the, the clutch yeah but then to control gear what, shift okay gear i would say gear stick uh again that's moving into oh, the yeah. next okay well that actually 
I think this and maybe the next one is a good link. Yeah. On, so, on that note, can I ask you something? Do you, do you drive a real car or do you prefer to drive a, a car that's easier to drive? I drive a real car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And it feels like a real car. You know, when I do drive an automatic, let's talk about that. That's, that should be part of our useful vocabulary. You shouldn't just call it real car because it's just something we're saying. Um, so when we say real car, we're talking about a manual uh manual transmission right in in like british english we just say um, drive a manual or drive a manual yeah i think most people call it just a manual for short but yeah it is because it has a manual transmission mm -hmm. yeah here's the last one uh where would you put your gloves if you had some gloves when you were driving in the boot in the boot <laughs> oh right how are you going to get them if, if if suddenly an icy wind comes in it not a nice suddenly an icy wind comes in in 2021 the, the gonna, cars that we drive these I'm, days i'm gonna give you a that's not correct um because i would put my gloves in the glove compartment do you know what the glove compartment is glove. I, I i do wait you call it a glove compartment glove not compartment. a glove box oh okay i'm gonna hit this jingle right now <laughs> The different words that they like to say in the UK and the USA In the USA and the UK there are different words that they like to say Because we've naturally edged our way, reversed, no, handbrake turned into <laughs> um, British and American vocabulary which really differs with cars and David uh, Indian, right? Born in India? Yep. Uh, um, born in Brunei, but Indian. And I sneakily, not sneakily, um, very directly asked him, are you American, David, on Instagram when we were chatting <laughs> about this podcast? Because I was like, I don't know whether to do USA vocabulary with David. I don't know what type of English he uses. So why don't you tell us what type of English do you think <laughs> you use? <laughs> so like, um, not, not too long ago, uh, Tom from... Eat, sleep, dream, English. Mm. He, he did a post about accents from different parts of the world. Um, and, he, and he was kind enough to, to have me participate in that. And uh, it was about where's your accent from. And one of the things I, I mentioned in that was like, I, it was the first time I really had to think about my answer because I knew this was going to be seen by a lot of people. And what I said was, I am Indian, born in Brunei. And there have been two really heavy influences on uh, my English. Number one is TV and media, mm -hmm. a lot of which was American. Um, and, and understandably, when I was growing up, like American media was a lot more dominant abroad than, than say, English media from the UK. Um, so there's that. And then my education, um, you know, the, the English I used and was taught at school, which was all based on British English, because the education system was um, based on the British education system. Mm -hmm. So um, I read, uh, I mean, I write and spell the, um, the British way. Mm, so uh, but, so I, I was expecting you to say windscreen and not windshield. So when I was doing the other words before, my little tests, yep. um, you came out American, uh, yep. especially with uh, glove, what was it? Glove box. Glove box, yeah. And I'm just looking at my list. What was the other one? Um, oh, there's one more. Oh, about having a manual uh stick shift and i say gear, yeah, yeah. gear stick yeah um so yeah it, so, some things i say the british way and other things i say the american way you're going to notice that when i speak there's, there's quite like a like a mishmash of words from different types of english okay yeah. so i hadn't worked out how, which way rounds to play this game whether to ask you to say the british and say what do you think the american is but i think i'm going to say the american and see if you know what the british is British. Ooh, okay. Listen how British I am. I say British, not British. <laughs> British. How British are they, mate? Come on. Oh, that sounds kind of Australian. <laughs> All right. Accents after midnight. It's like it's, it's like the Gremlins. Just don't do it, you know. Okay, Gremlins reference for you there, everybody. So, um, I think you mentioned. Oh no, you already said the. Uh, you did say an English one. You said the boots. You said you keep the gloves in a boot, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's so that's, that's like an a English perfect one. example. Okay. Yeah. Uh, whereas on my list, I've got trunk. What's the trunk? And I was like, wait, he already said boots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go to the other side of the car. Uh, Americans would say hood. And I would say. 
Bonnet. Bonnet. And which one would you say? Oh, I'd say Bonnet. Okay. I think I'm going to have to ask you that every time. <laughs> We're going to know how exactly how to talk to David about cars, <laughs> whether to use British or American for each thing. Okay. So here's the next one. Um, let's just say what the British say. Um, the British say uh, car park. What do the Americans say? Parking lot. <laughs> parking. Yeah, parking lot. Or like like an yeah. American parking lot. The parking lot. Or just, yeah. do they say the lot sometimes? I left my car in the lot and I can't find it. Oh my God. Do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do that way better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, you know, there's a reason most American box set TV shows have got British people putting on American accents. Like a lot of them. It's a weird amount. Yeah, yeah. Um, doesn't work the other way, funnily enough. Um, I think I mentioned this before, actually, apart from Bridget Jones's diary, <laughs> where an American doing a British accent uh, is like oh. believable. Like, I, I was uh, fooled. Because I oh, really? Seen, yeah, what? I hadn't seen her. Oh. Wait, had I already seen her in... Um, what's that one with Jane Silent Bob? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Cars. Um, some of these have already come up, like... Uh, British say drive a manual and Americans say drive a drive stick. Just drive stick. Drive right? stick. Yeah. Um, uh, gearbox and transmission we already had. Um, okay. So let's say the American, the Americans drive on the highway. Where do the Brits drive? Is it called the freeway? I'm not sure. Ah, no, that's also American. I don't know what the difference between a highway and a freeway is. I guess how many lanes there are each, um, like track for, not track, I'm talking Hot Wheels language, each strip <laughs> for the car is called a lane. Uh, this is a word I find some learners uh, are looking for sometimes, like especially I was riding in the cycle lane or the, there's the bus lane that they sometimes talk about. Uh, but the Brits say motorway, uh, you know, oh, yes. big road with four, yes. four lanes, the motorway, drive on the motorway. Okay, and here's the last one. This is a type of car. Um so the Americans call it a station wagon. What do the do the Brits call it? So while he's do thinking, no, okay, it's the I, type of car I have no idea. where it's a bit longer than a normal car. Like it doesn't the 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 back doesn't slope off and go into a boot or a hood as uh, no, a boot or a trunk as Americans would say. It keeps going and there's like an extra back space. Um, Americans call it a station wagon. We call it an estate car. An estate an car. An estate car. Yeah, it's the heard car that. that I drive that on really my cool. estate. With <laughs> all of my land. <laughs> on my estate, so, I have my estate car. So I can put, you know, fence posts and goats and deer that I've killed in it. <laughs> yeah, estate car. That's really cool. But it's not that really uh, just uh, high-class people who own an estate, who live on an estate, which was this weird character impression I was doing. It's not just them who own it these days. Uh it's mostly a family car, I suppose, estate cars or uh, yeah, people who need to stick a lot of things in their boot. Uh, on that note, have you, have you ever heard that style of vehicle referred to as a touring wagon? Um, the, the word sounds familiar, but if someone says, oh, I'll drive a touring wagon, I wouldn't really know what it means. I would expect it's something bigger that they're going to drive long distances. But I guess it does. Yeah. You can drive down the motorway in one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, or I'm wondering because like that's that tends to be like what a lot of car manufacturers would call like the wagon version of something else that they sell in like a sedan or a hatchback. Okay, I'll oh, see sedan. Yeah. I was going to put on my list. Um, yeah, but then what was the British called? See, and then I was like, wait, I was just thinking about doing a whole section on this. Like, what other kinds of cars? Like hatchback is the one where it's just cuts off short and doesn't have a boot. And I was like thinking, how do we explain it? Not only that, but also I don't really know all of them and I have to do a bit of research into what they're called. Um, so that's where your knowledge has, has outshone mine. Uh, so w which ones can you uh, just name off the top of your head that you could buy that dealers do? Like you mentioned the touring wagon, the coupe, oh, is, that, yeah. is that a thing? A coupe would be on their yeah, list? Or, and and I, I don't know if it's supposed to be pronounced coupe or coupe. coupe? I tend to yeah, say coupe. I, okay, I think that's, yeah, I say coupe. Just yeah. reading it, but I know there's um, I think there's a Beach Boys song with the word coupe in it, uh, like talking about a, a car that someone drives, little blue coupe or something. Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, coupe, um, little deuce coupe, oh, little deuce coupe. 
Melody, I knew it would come to me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How would you describe a, a coupe? A coupe. Or a coupe. Uh, <laughs> so it's like a car for a, a, someone without many friends because it's normally only got two seats or if it's got back seats, they're very small. And there's only two or three, they call it a three door because it's got a boot and two doors for people to get in, um, which I've always thought was a weird system of saying how many car doors has a car got. Like I drive a five door. It's got four doors and a boot, but it's called a five door hatchback. Um, that's, that's cool. Uh, all right. Well, let's 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 move on to the to the car questions because this will be the first car question I ask you. And I wrote this jingle. Well, I made this jingle. I didn't write it. No, it's not this jingle. It's this one. <laughs> <laughs> I made this jingle. I didn't write it. Somebody else wrote it. And I'm going to say the the. I just started playing it, but I realized I'm going to say the words first because you can't really hear the words very well. The words are: Let's talk about cars. I think that would be cool. If you listen to me, I will listen to you. Chat cars. Let's talk about cars. They're how we get around, but for the environment, they're not so sound. They're cars. So, you know, talking about, you know, they're good, but also yeah. they're not good for the environment. They're not so sound. Sound just meaning, okay, yeah, fine. How are you? Sound. Uh, and so I didn't, normally I write the jingles, but I didn't write this one. See if we recognize it. Let's talk about cars. I think that would be cool. If you listen to me, I will listen to you, chat cars. Let's talk about cars. They're how we get around before the environment. They are not so sound. They're cars. Yeah. Was that was that your voice in it? That was yeah. That was my that's my voice. <laughs> Don't you know, rec you recognize the song? I, I don't know. Oh, it's, I thought it was quite famous, but maybe it's just British famous. It's uh, Gary Newman's Cars, Cars by Gary Newman. Uh, like oh. an 80s thing. Maybe you're too young. <laughs> Even I am, I think, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cars by Gary Newman. But my version. So my first question is, what kind of car do you drive, David? Because I know you drive a car. I see it on Instagram, the inside of it. I've never seen that outside, <laughs> I don't think. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a convertible. Um, it's a, it's a hard top convertible. So it's got like, instead of a soft fabric roof, it's got a, like a, I think it's fiberglass or some other composite, um, motorized roof that goes up and down. And, uh, it's a Mazda, it's called the MX-5 in the UK. It's called a Miata in the US and here in Japan, it's called the Roadster. Okay. So how many roads, Hot Wheels Roadsters do you have? Uh, I think I have one. Okay. <laughs> Do you keep it on the dashboard? No, no, I don't. It's it's like it's um packed away in the box with with all my other cars. So that wasn't a question. The Hot Wheels that's on my list. Um, all right, but maybe it is a link because the next question is, what's your dream car? What's your dream car? There's a there's a couple. Um, all right, my dream car would be a E34 BMW M5. Interesting that you say it that way round. I think if I was going to describe that car, the first thing I'd say would be BMW. You say the model name first, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not sure why I did that. Oh, okay. BMW so that's E34, not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, why is it your dream car? What is it about it that just makes you want one? Uh, it just does so many things so well. Um, it's, I think, if you were to, if you had to live with just one car, um, if I had to live with just one car for the rest of my life, I think that car would, would tick a lot of the boxes for me. Um, it's roomy enough to carry uh, five adults, including the driver. It's got a big enough boot or trunk to fit in a lot of luggage space or your, your shopping and it it's pretty quick both in a straight line and around uh, corners mm -hmm. have you have and you driven one or you know this just from reading about it watching uh jeremy clarkson talk about it talk about it probably no i've, I've never driven an m5 i've driven um other e34s um which which are also pretty quick and, and fun to drive and everything and i think the other thing i love about it is that it's not um it's not neutered it's not kind of uh, the fun in the car and the character of the car isn't all dampened and deadened away. Like you can actually feel a lot of what's going on uh, through the steering wheel, through the vibrations in your seat and all of that. All oh, right. 
Wow. Yeah. So it really is a real car. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, so uh, I think you've already answered this question a little bit. Are you mechanically minded? Are you mechanically minded? So <laughs> this is some good vocabulary. The, a person who fixes cars is called a mechanic. Uh, you take you take your car to the garage, you say, but you can also say, I'm going to take my, my car is at the mechanics right now. Um, and you can use it as an adjective. Are you mechanically minded? Are you mechanical? No, you can't say, are you mechanical? Because then it means you've got like an engine inside of you. <laughs> okay, so that's why we have the phrase, are you, me are you mechanical? Are you mechanically minded? <laughs> um. I am. Uh, I'm actually a mechanic right now. That's that's what I do for my day job. Oh, uh, I, I work. I, I fix cars. Oh, wow. I, I just assumed you. Were, I thought you were. All I see is your English teaching side. You also. Wow. That you really are the perfect person to talk about cars. Yeah. How, how about you? Are you mechanically minded? Not at you all. Say? No, <laughs> I get overcharged. I take my car to the, you know, I live in Germany. I'm not familiar with the area or the language enough. And um, so I take my car, my Ford Fiesta to the dealership when it needs a service. So I probably get overcharged. Um, and there are probably some things that I could do myself and um, not an oil change, but maybe other things. But no, I just let somebody else do it because I'm not mechanically minded. Is You said you have a Ford Fiesta. Would you, would you call that your dream car? No. <laughs> <laughs> Even now it's not perfect. <laughs> yeah. No way. Uh, well, you know, my, my dream car used to be the Dodge Charger 1969 from the Dukes of Hazard, And, you know, I, I like American muscle cars in general. We don't have them in the UK. They're just weird bits of engineering where they're so super heavy and they take so much petrol or gas, as they would say. Um, just can't have one now. It's not like it would it used to be my dream car when i was a kid but now i'm like i can't have one of those i like an I look like an arsehole driving down the street in a gas guzzler <laughs> like that pouring out all this really expensive uh you know uh oh what's the word a, a fuel which is you can't get any more dino juice no oh well dino <laughs> juice i like um oh, limited, it's a, it's limited, a limited resource. resource it's a scarce resource it's a it's a limited resource, right? It's yeah. there's no more of it. There's just once there's a limited amount in the ground. Once we've used it, it's gone. Uh, yeah, and I'd be driving down the street, um, and it does charge up, taking up all the space and not being able to go around corners very tightly. So very impractical <laughs> yeah. for the environment and for just daily life. So it's not my dream car anymore. I don't know what my dream car is. Just want something that's uh, fast and could fit everything in that I want and it's comfortable. Uh, this is why I'm not a cars guy. You, I don't know, you might, you might, I mean, I don't know if you're going to run out and buy one straight away, but you, you'd probably at the very least be interested in looking up um, Dodge's, uh, is it, it's, it's a Dodge? It's No, it's a Jeep that's based on a Dodge. I think they both have like I the same vehicle underneath, but they've got different styling. See, it's I wouldn't even want SUV. a four-wheel drive really. Okay. Or is it four-wheel drive? Yeah, it's a four-wheel drive SUV, but with a Hellcat engine, like a Dodge Hellcat engine. So it's crazy fast. <laughs> so you can like really uh, jump the creek and get away from the cops. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, it's it's also got like a suspension setup that's meant to be driven on like paved roads. Uh, so it's it's meant to go around a track. Like I think it's called like the something track edition or something like that. See, it's got I, a pretty I don't understand why you need a four-wheel drive that is only made for the roads that this makes no sense to me and can go around a racetrack really fast it's been the four-wheel drive helps that is it like surely it's slower if, i don't know if it's slower more traction is that the thing yeah more traction so when you're uh when you're putting your when you're stepping on the gas pedal the accelerator pedal <laughs> um you're less likely to just spin your wheels um right. and you're gonna it's gonna bite a lot better okay so it's safer okay so that's a plus um yeah but no, I dream car. I don't know something like a BMW or a Volkswagen. Not a Volkswagen. If, it, if we're going dream car, let's go a bit nicer. I don't want to say that BMW is like the best car out there. So I'll say something like an Audi or something. I'm saying German cars because that's what I see. I wouldn't really want a Porsche because they're either like the Porsche Estate looks weird, and I'd want a car that could fit a few people in. But I wouldn't want a. Is it a Cayenne or a Cyan? The four-wheel drive Porsche. Sierra. I call it Cayenne. Cayenne. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't want what four-wheel drive one of those. So I don't know, maybe some some nice big Audi or nice big BMW would be my dream car. 
Whichever's the latest one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, cool. What? Ex okay, so you drive in Japan. Japan, they drive in on the left, right? On the left-hand side? Yep. Yeah. Uh, they drive on the left. The steering wheel's on the right of the car. And tell us about yeah. driving in Japan. Do you have experience of driving in different countries? And, like, can you see a difference sometimes? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I've driven in... Uh, in India, in Brunei, Singapore, Australia, and I think that's about it. Um, I've been to India, and I would I'm Mumbai, and I would say if you if you drive in India, from what I've seen, you are very brave, or um, <laughs> you've learned some some way some coping mechanism. Yeah, driving in India for me, uh, I wasn't I was definitely not in my comfort zone because I you know I grew up in Brunei, I learned to drive in Brunei, and. Uh, and Brunei is a Commonwealth country, so they drive on the left side of the road as well. And uh, going to Australia, the rules are, I think, almost exactly the same. Um, and then here in Japan, the rules are, there, there are a few very subtle differences, but not, I think if you're from Australia or, or even the UK, uh, you'll be able to you know, adjust pretty quickly. Uh -huh. Yeah. How about you? Um... Yeah, so you now I, live in Germany. Yeah, I live you in drive Germany. On the opposite side of the road. Right, but I had a long time in between where I didn't drive much because I I lived in London for six years and I lived in Paris for three years. When I lived in Cambodia, should I say this? When I lived in Cambodia, I had a motorbike, but my mum doesn't know I have a, I had a motorbike. <laughs> she would not like <laughs> to find out that I had a motorbike. So, mum, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I owned a motorbike for a while, and even when you visited, I had a motorbike and I just didn't use it, so that you didn't know about it. <laughs> Okay, uh, there's a confession. Um, and so, yeah, driving in the UK when I was like 17 until the age of like 20 was just normal. And then uh, I drove a car a few times, like traveling around the world on a, a, like a world trip we did. I, I drove in Australia. I think it was the first time I drove somewhere different. And it was, yeah, it was quite the same really, except the car was an automatic for those long distances. And uh, got a speeding ticket there. Um what else and then driving in paris yeah it's like you you um you get used to which way around it is but the, f the the first few times it's like i would hit the door instead of get going for the handbrake which is on you know normally on the left hand yeah. side but in paris it's on the right hand side um and going for the seatbelt like the, the wrong side and stuff like that but th you soon lose that but the thing which mm -hmm. takes longer to get get used to is when you come to a junction and you, you don't realize, but you automatically look the way you expect the cars to be coming. So if you're driving on the on the left-hand side, like in the UK, you look left. No, you look right every time. But Germany, France, other, most other places where they drive on the right, you have to look left first to make sure nothing's coming. And that, that reaction, you know, actually I noticed it a lot when uh, I lived in London and I used to, oh, what's that road called? I used to drive down, not drive, ride my bike back home down the road where all the theatres are and it goes past Leicester Square. And every day there would be so many tourists there and they would never look the right way before walking into the road because Ooh. it's just like an inbuilt reaction they don't have. They they walk into the yeah. road and they look left first, but I'm I'm coming from the right, so they don't see me. Um, So it's the same with driving, you know, you have to get used to that as well. You ever hit anyone? Or like... With my car? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I've never hit anyone. Um, I've hit something, uh, but I've not hit someone. I've hit like a post in a supermarket car park when I was reversing out too angry one time. Um, what about you? Oh, I've, I've never defenders? hit a person. No, but yeah, yeah, I've had, I've had like a couple of accidents. Probably the first one was when I was in Brunei, and I actually didn't have a license at the time. But like, I um. Like my, my dad was really ill and I had to go to like the grocery store to get something. Um, so my parents let me take the car to like this place only about uh, half a kilometer away. But just going half a kilometer away, for some reason, I made this right turn and didn't check to see if there was a car coming from the opposite side, like from straight ahead. Uh -huh. And right. it was this huge SUV. And what, what kind of and, speed road was it? What, what was, he, was it like a fifth? Were we talking kilometers? Is it kilometers there as well? Uh, if it was no, kilometers, it's, yeah. It's, it's metric, isn't it? It's Brunei? kilometers. Yeah, yeah. We, we use kilometers in Brunei. And um, I think it was probably going like, you know, 50-ish 
kilometers an hour, um, which is still pretty fast. Yeah. You know, if, you know, at, at that distance, at that proximity. And the dude tried to avoid me as I was turning right. Um, and he swerved into the oncoming traffic lane. Um, and fortunately, the only thing he hit was my car's rear door uh, on the, uh, and not on the driver's side, but in the, on the passenger side. It got dented in like pretty far in. If, and I'm thinking like, man, if I was sitting on that side of the car, I'd, I'd pro- probably have been really hurt. Yeah. Um, fortunately, uh, like, yeah, no, I didn't get hurt neither. And he was fine as well. But my dad ended up having to cover the damage to his car. And we fixed my car as well. It wasn't covered by insurance because I didn't have a license. Right. And uh, you were lucky like that it's, it's, the, the, the other driver could have been, you know, could have got the police involved or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. But fortunately, like, he didn't even bother to ask, like, um, you know, how old are you or any of that stuff. I think he just wanted to get his car fixed and he wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to be a hit and run. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really all that mattered to him. And uh, so I just said, look, you know, I live really close to here, you know, let's just go back to my place and we can exchange our, our details and we'll take it from there. Well, you probably so, couldn't run with half your car smashed in as well, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> so, well, okay, that sounds, well, that sounds pretty horrific. But despite that, you carried on driving, you still enjoy driving and cars? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I've even come off my motorcycle. Uh, I hurt myself pretty bad. Um, and I have a motorbike right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I tend to be pretty stubborn with things like this. Okay. How about you? You ever had a spill on your motorbike? I uh, know on the motorbike I was fine. Um, didn't know. Uh, one time, some uh, a truck, like they drive pretty crazy in Cambodia, and a truck like pulled out without really looking, and I had to swerve, and the I swerved in close to another bike, uh, and they had to swerve a lot and lost their balance and came off and sort of slid across the road a bit. But we're only, we're not going very fast. We're only going like maybe 30 K 30 kilometers per hour. And, you know, I stopped and made sure she was okay. And I was like, made sure her bike was okay and said, you know, is everything fine? Can I do anything? And it was like, she just waved me off. Like, it's fine. So that was like the, the scariest scrape I've ever had. I didn't actually come off, but I sort of something made me make someone else come off. Yeah. 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 Wow. But um, yeah, luckily no hospitals or anything involved. And for, for you too, right? Yeah. I, I, I didn't go to the hospital or anything, but yeah. Um, there's only one time I went to the hospital, but not because like I was, I was that hurt, but it's kind of like, I think um, you're saying that because of a car accident. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's cause I had this accident while I was at work. Um, I used to work at this pizza place and I was on a delivery. Ah. The car pulled out from the, uh, the street to the side. Uh, and kind of T-bone me, hit me in the side. Uh, and because it was work-related and my my boss at the time said, hey, go to the hospital and get checked. I want to make sure you're okay. Yeah, um, so, due, due yeah. diligence, isn't it? They have to make sure, cover yeah. themselves in case. Yeah. Okay, so let's do the last thing that I have uh, prepared. And it's about car phrases. Car phrases. The different oh, word. That's the wrong jingle. Okay, let's start again. <laughs> Oh, so is the jingle on here? Yes, that one. Okay, so let's do something completely different. Uh, this is the last thing that I really wanted to do. It's about uh, car phrases. You know, lots of different phrases related to cars. So let me give you a toot I'm gonna give you some beep beep. Useful car phrases now, toot I'm gonna give you some beep beep. Useful car phrases now. Okay, there we go. Useful car phrases. Um, so do you, when you're driving, do you ever put the pedal to the metal? There have been a few times I've done that in the last week. Yeah, why? Because you've yeah. been late or something? Or <laughs> uh, no, Yeah, kind of, I was, I was in a rush. I was in a rush. Or do, um, or do you like to put the pedal to the metal just because, you know, to feel the car vroom? There's been a couple of times I've done that too. <laughs> Just I actually, I think, I think driving home last night, I was in that mood. So yeah. I, was, I think I was everybody kinda... does that from time to time. Just it feels good yeah. to just put the pedal to the metal as long as it's legal. 
Yeah, of course. Within the speed limit. Yes. And and the speed limit of the, the, you know, not if you're in the school zone, the speed limit of the highway, the the speed limit of the place that you're in. You're speaking of speed limits, you're you're in Germany, right? So you've got the the Autobahn near you? Yeah. Where there's no speed limit? Is it is it true they have no speed limit? It's true, but it's not what people think. It's not like you get on the Autobahn and automatically you can go as fast as you want. Um it's only in places, but it's it's about I'd say it's like probably probably a bit more than 50% of all of the Autobahn in my experience. Like usually when there's a junction coming on, or when there's traffic filtering in from a, a service station or or some sort of roadside stop, usually the speed limit is controlled to like 120 and then 100. Places where there's lots of traffic a lot of the time, uh, the speed limit is controlled with um, in like automatically changed um, light up LED systems that tell you the speed limit, the current speed limit. But there are lots of places where there's just a sign with the, the old speed limit with a cross through it's like white with a black circle and slash and then you can go as fast as you want. And people do. Wow. That is, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently I don't quote me on this, but the statistics apparently show that it's, um, you know, no worse than countries where they have a speed limit, but I don't know how true that is or how they take their <laughs> measurements. Yeah. Do you have like a lot of, I mean, or how often do, do you have like major accidents that, that shuts down the Autobahn? And, uh, I don't see that many, sure. to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, well, you know, now it's in, we're in Corona time, so I've not driven for a long time, but I used to drive every day, 45 minutes each way to work. And I'd say maybe a serious accident only one time. And I, I, I'd never saw what it was, but I took me, it took me three hours to get home because it closed the road. And sometimes see fender benders on the side of the road, like little bumps that people have had little bumps or scrapes. There's some nice uh, uh, nouns for it to have a bump, to have a scrape. Um, But serious accidents, you don't really see many. I've not seen many, but I don't know the statistics. (laughs) Tough word to say after midnight. What is it after one o'clock now? Okay, let's wrap it up soon. Um, Sure. uh, So are are you an amber gambler? When you put the pedal to the metal. First time I've heard that one, but oh um, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I, um, no, I'm I'm not an amber gambler. If anything, that's one of the things that can sometimes irritate my wife when she's riding right with me. Um, she'll be like, "Why didn't you go? We, oh, we, we could have made it. We could have made it if you'd just gone a bit faster." And, oh, I thought you meant um, the other way. Like, uh, yeah. Why, why did you? Why did you go? <laughs> you should have stopped. <laughs> yeah which is what i think about other drivers sometimes go on sorry and on the rare occasions when i actually do kind of um you know try my luck maybe maybe we should explain amber is the color in between red and green so it's like warning that it's going to stop so if you go on amber if you go through on amber you're a gambler you're gambling with your life because it's risky you know to do that so yeah go on sorry so the on the rare occasions when i do actually you know try to storm through an, an amber light um, my wife will actually look at me and be like, you actually went through that? I, I didn't think you were going to go. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I've, I've thought, oh, it's a bit close, but I'm going a bit fast now to stop. So I'm going to go. And I've thought it's yeah. a bit close. And then I look in the rearview mirror and the car behind me is gone as well. So I yeah, yeah. Like, if, if, I, if I was close, then you were so close, my friend. Um, actually, when I'm driving, I normally say mate. Like, <laughs> if I want to speak to another car, I would, I'd, like, if, you know, often... Um, in England, people people wave you in, or, or you know, if they if they give way and wait for you, that you give them a wave. But yeah. here in Germany, there's it's not done so often. So I'm often I'm like, you're welcome, mate. <laughs> or if, oh, I, wait, if so I you, I, you if, don't do anything, if like to say thanks or like, sometimes what do you do? I I do, you know, I might yeah. go cheers, mate. Um, but uh, often there's no uh, acknowledgement or little wave or anything. And uh, the Britishness inside me goes, yeah, you're welcome, mate. <laughs> uh, but it's just, it's a cultural thing. You know, it's fine. It's, I, don't, I yeah. don't really mind. Um, uh, are you a roadhog? I'm not. It's, it's pretty hard to be a roadhog in like a tiny little roadster. <laughs> yeah, that's tr- yeah, yeah, that's true. So a roadhog to hog the road, like using the verb to hog, meaning like to take it all, to take it all, to hog it. 
So uh, yeah, if you're driving a Hummer or a big SUV and you're driving really slowly, or if you're in the middle lane, you're, you're hogging the road. If you're in the middle lane and people have to go around you because you're going so slowly. Um, so that, what about when you don't drive and somebody else is driving you? Are you a backseat driver? I'm not um, because I absolutely hate backseat drivers or passenger seat drivers. It's one of the things that drives that, that really gets on my nerves when I'm driving. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what kind of thing could people say to you if you're a backseat driver? It's like, slow down. <laughs> There's a red light. I was like, yo, person, I, I, I can see yeah. the red light. Yeah. When you, you were supposed to take that road, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go a different way now. There's a red light coming or, um, there's a passenger. There's a passenger. Be careful. Don't hit them. Shouldn't you be in the other lane at the minute? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. You indicated a bit late there. I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a backseat driver. Um, and the last one, do they carpool in Japan? I imagine maybe they do because there's some big cities. No. No. Um, it's 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 kind of interesting here in Japan. Like um, people's kind of uh, sense of of personal space um it's very different to other parts of the world and and also like there's this culture of not um not being an inconvenience to anybody else um is is something is, uh, is seen as a virtue and so in in one on the one hand people would be too embarrassed to ride in someone else's car or, or get a lift from somebody else and at the same time it would be uh, it's just unusual to have like another person um, be riding in your personal vehicle, like a, which col is a colleague or something. That's often people, yeah. carpool, colleagues, people going to work the same way or school. Yeah, it's it's kind of like no, you, you're you're each responsible to get to work on your own. Um, okay. And and not only that, but even in big cities, um, the norm is for companies to uh, pay for your public transport. So when you when you join an, uh, any company or any job they'll they'll ask you to fill out a form where you have to write down your address and also your nearest station and which station you're going to get off at to get to work basically if you're going to have multiple stops they'll tell you which bus you're going to they'll ask you which bus you're going to take and all of that stuff they'll go and calculate the the amount for getting a monthly ticket or a six-month ticket mm -hmm. and they'll just give you that amount and you go and buy your ticket your monthly ticket or whatever with that so how does that idea of public space work out when, when they're on the train system? Because I think my experience of the metro in Tokyo, I was, uh, yeah, was that it was in places a little bit busy. I thought people yeah. were genuine. <laughs> they're well, packed like sardines, right? I've not um, experienced, I'm trying to think which city it was in where I experienced where it's quite busy. I wouldn't say packed in like sardines. That's a nice phrase. Uh, sardines, like in a, a tin of fish, a type of fish, a sardine. Uh, like packed into a tin really tightly, packed into a tin of sardines. No, it wasn't quite like that. But it, does it get like that in Tokyo or in other cities? Yeah, Tokyo Tokyo peak hour. Yeah, it can definitely be like uh, like people. There'll be people who, you know, I, I, working at the stations, their job is solely to basically push people right. yeah, onto the trains. clips of that, yeah. Yeah, like it, it's a real thing. It's not just a one-off thing. It, it can be, it's basically something that happens on a daily basis on weekdays, Monday to Friday. Um, so yeah, it's, but as for the, to answer your question about public personal space on trains, I think cause trains and buses are seen as not your personal space, but it's a public space. Mm. And so it's, it's normal to be like that close to another person, but if you're in your own vehicle or even your own home, um, so let me give you an example. It is uncommon for people to entertain guests or friends in their homes. And, and home, most homes here are not even designed for that, oh, that um, to have guests. <laughs> so it's like if you're going to be um, entertaining somebody or um, or have, you know getting or getting together with friends or, or that sort of thing, you typically go out and together. Uh -huh. And if you and if you want to be some like a host host, then you could foot the bill. But oh, that's um, why karaoke it's... bars are so popular because that's something to go out and do and and be with friends. Yeah, yeah, or or. Yeah. So if everybody's going out every time they meet up, it would not only save your seven hours cleaning that you have to do before they come around, but also um, 
I suppose if everybody's going out to do that, then it would makes going out a lot cheaper in Japan, maybe. There's or there's just more、uh, more choice. It's not cheap. Like there tends to be like this um like standard rate or like my light went out. Typical. <laughs> it, there, there tends to be like this all、uh, this. You could say this normal, this average market price,、um, and depending on how fancy the place is, it can be like crazy expensive or or a little bit cheaper. That's that's interesting, but I feel like we've gone on to the next podcast. That's that's the uh, uh, going out in Japan podcast,、uh, which I, <laughs> we should definitely do, as well as the、uh, model car podcast, and I think we should do a electric cars podcast. Okay, so I've got a list, a list of David's <laughs> podcast. It's super cool. All right, everyone,、um, check out David's stuff.、Uh, speaklikedavid dot com.、Uh, speaklikedavid on Instagram,、uh, which is、uh, where I know you from. Sort of, it's weird how, how I get to know these guests before actually speaking to them, and and then usually finding out they're really cool when I speak to them. So thanks, thanks for being really cool. Thank you for for being cool too, man. I I really enjoyed the podcast, and, and thank you for having me. You're welcome. English with Rob.